Hello, and welcome to Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth. We're so happy that you decided to join us today. This is the teaching podcast from our Sunday worship service, recorded at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Our goal as a church is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. We hope that this message inspires you and helps to lead you deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy. We're recording this from an undisclosed location. The reason being, this is a tool that the enemy doesn't want you to know about. A tool that would make sure that you achieve your dreams that God has placed in your heart. Don't despise. Come a little closer. Don't despise small beginnings. God is greater than your small beginnings. Let me put it this way. There was an elderly couple who were looking for a hotel room during a storm. All the hotels were booked up. There were no rooms available anywhere. They stopped at this one hotel with great hope that this might be the place where they may have a room. They asked the manager and he comes to the desk and he says, I don't have any vacancies. There's no more rooms left. The manager felt very bad for the older couple. And he decided that he would offer his room that he stayed in as a night manager. And he would sleep in a storage room. The next morning, the elderly couple woke up after a good night's sleep and full of gratitude for what the manager had done for them. And the elderly man looked at him and he said, you know, I'm building a hotel in New York. I want you to manage it. You're just the type of person that I want to manage my hotel. They exchanged information and he said that he would call the young manager. The young manager still didn't think that it was going to happen. I mean, this elderly couple who couldn't even find a room who... Uh, had traveled and and did he didn't know anything about them. However, a few months later, he got a call from the elderly man. He said, I'd like for you to come to New York. I'm going to pay all your costs to get there. I want to show you my hotel and I still want you to manage it. He arrives in New York, takes a cab. He pulls up at the address and on the side of the hotel in big, bold letters for everyone to see, were the words Waldorf Astoria. That's right. The famous Waldorf Astoria Hotel was the hotel that this man had built and wanted this young night manager who showed him compassion and didn't despise his small beginning as a small hotel manager on the night shift. He gave him that position to run his hotel. Don't despise the small beginnings God is much bigger than our small beginnings. Let's take a look at David, shepherd boy. And he definitely was a man of small beginnings. And the reason we know he was a man of small beginnings, because it says in Samuel that David was not even called when Samuel went to pick out who was going to be anointed the new king of Israel. David was still in the fields, minding the sheep, as he'd done so many, many days before. Nothing had changed. He wasn't even called to account to be selected. But as Saul went through, and the man of God heard from God, he said, not that one. 
Not that brother. Not that brother. You're looking at the outward appearance. I'm looking at the heart. He asked Jesse, were there any other sons anywhere? Is there someone missing? He said, oh, my son David, who was out in the field tending the sheep. Samuel told him, call him. Call him. And the minute that David got there, Samuel placed the oil on his head. And the oil ran from the top of his head all the way down until he struck his feet and struck the soil. He was the chosen one because God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance. God does not put aside our small beginnings and say that because of those, we can't achieve achieve great things. So David's small beginning in the field set him up for his dream, for his anointed place as king, the one shepherd boy who would end up king of Israel. David recounted when he was going before Goliath, the lion, the bear that God had delivered, small animals in comparison to this great giant. David remembered the small beginning of a sling and a stone as he went to talk to Saul and tell him that he wanted to fight this giant who was blaspheming God's very people. And David, this young shepherd boy, decided he would not tolerate it. He remembered the small beginning in the fields when God delivered a lion and a bear in his hands. And even as Saul told him to put on his armor, David put it on, but he wasn't comfortable. He was more comfortable with the thing that he had in the field, a sling and a rock. He was more comfortable with the small beginning than he was with the war materials and the war uniform of a king. God was taking him through a progression, but he started him with the small beginning. David didn't despise it. David didn't have contempt for it. He didn't hate the small beginnings. He embraced the small beginnings. And in embracing the small beginnings, it changed him. It changed him to stand up and say, I'll go against this defiant Philistine because I know the God of the fields where I manage my dad's sheep. The God of small beginnings is with me today, just as he was then. Saul actually even believed him because David was so convinced in his story. He was so convinced that Saul even took back his armor and sent him on his way as all the armies of Israel cowered and watched. The young boy who came from very small beginnings, some may even say meager means, stood up against a giant and took him down with the very same tools that he used in the field with an almighty God in the small things. Small beginnings. No one wants to start off small. We want to jump up right to the precipice of where we should be. I know I do. I know I tried to do that. But God, gently, most of the time, (laughs) would say to me, hey, Derek, that's not what I have for you now. You're not ready for that yet. 
There's more to learn. There's more I can teach you. There's more you can press in and rely on from me before I put you in that place of that dream, of that large platform, of whatever it may be that God has spoken to you. He's preparing you. But first of all, you have to learn not to have contempt, hatred, or fight against your small beginnings. We can see this as we go further with David as well. David had an opportunity to be in the castle and be in the palace and play his harp for for Saul. In that, it was a small beginning. He was just playing a harp. Whenever summoned, he played a harp. But as he grew, him and Jonathan became friends. And that small beginning evolved into a larger, larger platform. Beyond that, it says in the scriptures in Samuel that David began to know his way around the palace. He got to know things inside the palace that he would never have known if it wasn't for the small beginning of meeting the need that Saul had to have someone play the harp to soothe his troubled mind. David never once pushed back against playing the harp. Never once did he turn his back on Saul. Even when Saul came against him, David did not question his small beginning and his time in the palace. That speaks to David's heart. And we know that God has said that David was a man after his own heart. And I firmly believe that when God said that, he meant that David had a heart like his. But did David have a heart like his just because or just out of happenstance? Or did David have a heart like God's because he pursued the very things of God? Did David have a heart like God because he didn't despise the small things? Think about it. Jesus didn't despise coming to earth as a child when he was the king of kings. He was the son of God. He didn't think that that was something that was above him. He had the heart of the father. David had the heart of the father. He pursued it in the small things is where it started. The things of obscurity, the things where no one knew that he was pursuing the heart of God, but he was. The times probably when he didn't feel like going to the field. The times when he sat at the table and told his family about the lion and the bear that God had delivered to him. And yet they laughed and thought he was making up some tall tale. That was the same boy who once again experienced a small beginning in that palace. And that was the same boy who had a heart that craved and desired God and to know him. That was the same boy who said, search my heart, God, and tell me if there be any wicked way in me. I want to know. I don't want it to linger. I want it to be cleaned up. I want to be fresh before you. That was the man who did not despise his small beginnings because he saw the value in it. As David progressed and Saul chased him and pursued him, his men, his mighty men and himself didn't have food sometimes. 
They actually went to a temple and got bread. They got special provision for bread. And as Saul pursued them, David did not harden his heart to God or to Saul. We know this because in Samuel, it says that David had an opportunity when Saul came into a cave to be able to take him out. And actually his mighty men said, God has delivered this, your enemy, into your hands. Ironically, aren't those the same words that David said about Goliath? The same God who delivered the lion and the bear to me in the field will deliver this uncircumcised Philistine to me. However, because David's heart was right, because David did not despise the small beginnings, he realized that Saul was God's anointed. And he told his men, I will not stretch out my hand against the one that God has anointed, the one that God has put in that place for this time, for this season. David knew his small beginning would lay out and bring him to his place of rest in his dream and being the next king. But he knew there was a way, there was a method, and there was an opportunity waiting for him only if that way, that method, and that path was followed. And that was by following the plan that God had for him, whether it was in the smallest of beginnings, just the small beginnings, or the tiny beginnings. So David snuck up. He cut a piece of Saul's cloak as he was bent over, snuck away. Saul didn't even know. So you would think when David ran to the edge of the cave and called out to Saul and told him that he had, could have taken his life, but he didn't, that he was doing it to boast. But he remembered his small beginnings. He remembered the heart that God had placed in him that this was God's anointing, anointed one for this time. And David actually did something amazing. He laid down on the ground before Saul, his master, he said, and his king, respectfully. And he told him, I could have taken your life, but you were God's anointed. And I could not. And at that point, Saul realized, and he even stated I know, and this is Samuel 24, 20. I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. This is the man who was pursuing him to kill him. Yet because he saw that David did not despise his small beginnings, because he saw that David wasn't filled with pride, thinking that all those times he had spent in the palace gave him an entitlement, gave him a right to be king. Because he realized that the only one who could appoint, appoint David king was God. And he realized that the spirit of God was upon David because of his humility. David realized because of his heart and his humility that his small beginnings would lead to great things, but only in God's time, only in God's way, only in God's method. 
as the story goes on. Saul is later killed by one of David's enemies. You would think that David would rejoice as his men rejoiced, for their enemy was now gone. However, David took his sword and took out the enemy that killed Saul. And his words tell exactly why. How dare you stretch out your hand against God's anointed? The shepherd boy, the man of small beginnings, did not take into his own hands the course that God had planned for him for great things. The thing that makes David so interesting is he didn't have to guess if he was going to be king. In that home when Samuel anointed him, it was abundantly clear that God had chosen him. It was abundantly clear to Samuel, the man of God. It was abundantly clear to his family who probably didn't believe it. And it was abundantly clear to David that he was anointed, he was appointed, he was selected by Almighty God to be the next king of Israel. Wow. Small beginnings. A shepherd boy. And out of all the brothers, out of all the people in the kingdom of Israel, this shepherd boy, anointed with oil that covered him from head to toe, was even recognized by his arch enemy, the sitting king of Israel, to be king and to rule the kingdom. The reason that the enemy doesn't want you to get this is quite simple. Because if you don't despise your small beginnings, you'll be content with your small beginnings. You'll learn from your small beginnings. You'll grow in your small beginnings. You'll outgrow your small beginnings. And you'll fulfill those dreams. You'll fulfill that destiny. You'll fulfill that purpose that God has laid out for you. This tool <laughs> is a secret weapon but it doesn't have to be a secret. Share it. Share the small beginnings. Share your small beginning stories with one another as a testimony. Testifying that God took something so small and made something so great. In that, you give him glory. But also in that, you share a tool for battle that will turn the world upside down and will allow you to have the fortitude, the strength, and the faith to keep pushing on. Small beginnings. Think about it. The earth was created out of nothing. You don't get much smaller than that. So why would Almighty God deal with us any differently in our lives? Why would he take us to the upper echelons before we learned how to accept the small beginnings? 
take a second. Think about where you are today. Think about where you've been. Think about your small beginnings. How did you handle them? What did you learn from them? What could you have learned from them? Then I want you to write that down. And I want you to share that with at least one other person. So that this principle, this valuable tool can spread. See, there are a lot of people who are so stuck in despising their small beginnings that they can't see the great future ahead of them. So we have an opportunity to share with them a way to do that, to encourage them in a way to do that. And as we do that, let's pursue the very heart and nature of God like never before. You know, at Christ Fellowship, we're here to love God, make disciples and change the world. That means we do that one person at a time most times. We do big events and large events, but most of the time it's going to be that one person at a time, that small beginning, sharing that story that you own, that story that God's given you, and not being afraid to share it because you despise it or because you hate it, but sharing it because you know that it is in that small beginning that greatness comes. Your dreams are fulfilled. Your purpose and your destiny are worked out because you leave them in the very hands of God. David, one of my favorite characters, he wasn't perfect. None of us are. But there are certain principles that he got that if we get those principles, we'll set this world on fire. And this is one of them. He did not despise his small beginnings. He gave them to God, just like he gave everything else to him. So before someone breaks into this undisclosed location, I want to wrap up with this. After this service is viewed today, tomorrow, whenever, you're going to have to have a choice to make. The enemy's going to tell you your small beginning is no beginning. Your small beginning is a setback. Your small beginning can never launch you to where God wants to take you. Remember, don't despise it. Embrace it. Be content with it. And let God do what God does in only the way that he can. I know for me, I've had small beginnings. Every day, there are small beginnings. But every day, in those small beginnings, God speaks lessons. And I've always said, you learn the lesson, you get the blessing. Because God can't take you to where he wants to take you unless you can embrace and you can accept and be content with the small beginnings. There's so many characters in the Bible who started out not where they thought they would, 
but ended up where God wanted them to be and where God told them they would be. What are you going to do? What decision are you going to make? I didn't forget what I was going to say. I wanted you to think about that. And sometimes silence is the only way we can truly think about the important questions of life. And I don't know one any more important than what are you going to do with the things that God have given you, even if they're small? Even if they're small. So, Let me just close in prayer and thank God for all of our small beginnings that are going to lead to great things. Dearly Father, we thank you for this time that we could share together. We thank you for the technology that we have to be able to share this. I thank you for this location that you provided for me to be able to tape this. And I truly believe that you gave me these words, Father, because I sought you and asked. I had nothing. I didn't know what to say. But I believe that, Holy Spirit, you gave me the words, and I thank you. But most of all, I thank you for each and every person in the sound of my voice. Those who are just about to give up because their small beginnings seemed so hopeless and made them seem so helpless. Those who didn't even know what a small beginning was, but now know. And rejoice in the fact that they're in that place and looking to grow. And those who have not found their small beginning yet, that you would reveal it to them in a way that only you can, in a way that touches and pierces their very heart. I ask as we go our separate ways, that you'd make every connection that is for us, provide every resource that we need for our, our pur- for your purpose and for our destiny that you'd remove any relationship that is not for us and provide every relationship that is for us. That you'd keep us in your perfect will by closing every door that is not for us and blinding us to it and opening every door that is for us until we're in the center of your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. God bless you. Take it to the enemy. Don't despise your small beginnings. Embrace them. Christ Fellowship of Elizabeth is a Christian community whose mission is to love God, make disciples, and change the world. You can learn all about us by visiting cfofelizabeth.com. We meet each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at the Liberty Center in Elizabeth, as well as at various times throughout the week. If you'd like to see a video recording of the full worship service this teaching came from, you can watch on demand on our YouTube channel, and you can join us live online every week by visiting cfofelizabeth.live. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode. See you next time.